0: I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. In life, you get what you focus on. StayAllDay.com. Free's exceptional. Work on your game. and his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more and all of this with no willpower required all you had to do is follow these new approaches that i'm going to give you about performing consistency and discipline you're going to learn to trust yourself perform at a high level build that reputation and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind for those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention where it's just you and i we talk specifically about your goals your challenges where you want to go business professional wise where you're trying to get to where you're at what type of changes need to happen whether those are tangible changes intangible changes starting with the being then the doing and of course we got to get to the measurable havings that is in my third day mastermind my other coaching program is my bulletproof mastermind that is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute and I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less and then you're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network so that you can connect with other people so that you can trade for services so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program for one-on-one. You can hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You're now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline, show up day after day to do the work, the confidence, put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you're expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, especially yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to combat self-doubt. How do you deal with this insidious feeling of self-doubt, of second-guessing yourself, holding yourself back, not taking yourself as far as you could take it, not shooting your guns, not shooting your shots when you see you are wide open? we'll get into why we're talking about this in a moment. First, let me tell you, when I send out a daily motivation text every single morning, this is something that will help reinforce the message of what you get here on this show. We'll keep you focused, sharp, and on point every single day. And I'll give it to you for free. All you had to do to let me know you want it is text me at the number that I'll be texting you from. The number is 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. 94. Text me at that number and every day you get the daily motivation text in the morning straight to your phone free of charge. That number is also listed down below in the show notes if you forgot it already. Now, the biggest threat to your self-confidence is your own self-talk about what you don't deserve to have and the fact that for whatever reason, you don't deserve to be confident. Whether you consciously believe that, whether you are unconsciously saying it to yourself, whether they are thoughts that have been planted in your mind by other people, by experiences, by things that you have seen in life. This self-talk is your biggest threat to confidence. It is not other people. It is not anybody hating on you. It is not your background. It is not your dysfunctional childhood, none of that. It is your own self-talk. So what we're going to do today is we're going to address this challenge before it destroys or attacks or infiltrates any more of your present or future success. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is how to combat self-doubt. Number one, make and keep a list of all your accomplishments and review this list on a regular basis. Now, this seems like a, I don't know, to some of you, this may seem like a very simple thing to do, but I know from experience and all the people that I've worked with over the years, most people have never done this exercise. I talk about this in detail and the mental workbook. So if you haven't done this exercise, that also means you have not read the mental workbook, which means you don't have the mental workbook. Because If you had it, you would read it. You can get the mental workbook by going to thirddaybook.com. That's when you get your free copy of my newest book called Third Day. When you get that book on the next page, we're going to offer you the Bulletproof Bundle, which is four more books. And on the next page after that, we're going to offer you the Mental Game Super Duper Bundle, which includes the Work on Your Game book, The Mental Workbook, which I just mentioned, Bulletproof Mindset Manual 1.0, and 30 Days of Discipline Manual. So that's 10 books in addition to the Work on Your Game System Manual, which you can get on the first page. So that's 10 books you can get inside of that whole funnel there. Again, it's at thirddaybook.com. So make sure you read The Mental Workbook so that you can understand why you do this exercise, how to do this exercise, and I actually give you space to actually start writing down all your accomplishments. The reason why you want to do this, here's the big idea behind writing down all your accomplishments and regularly reviewing the list of accomplishments, is that you get what you focus on. Simple as that. In life, you get what you focus on. The more things you give yourself, the more reasons you have given yourself to focus on accomplishments and success, the more accomplishments and success you will both create and identify. Simple as that. This list will create and start indoctrinating you with a habit of recognizing accomplishments and success. This is why you make the list, so that you can recognize things you've accomplished, recognize your successes, and when you look at them, you're going to think about them. And when you think about them, you're going to start feeling like them. And when you feel like them, now you have that energy that is going to go into your actions. That energy of being is going to seep into your actions. And also, now you got not only the energy of being, but also the law of attraction all working at the same time because the law of attraction is not just about thinking something or feeling it and it happening. It's about thinking and feeling something and then allowing that energy, that being energy, to seep into your doing, into your actions, which then leads to the having, which are the results. That's really how the law of attraction works. And if you didn't hear me talk about that before, then you can listen to some episodes where I talk about the law of attraction and the law of association. Having the energy that attracts good things to you is episode 1087. And episode 185, I talked about who are you attracting and why. And the law of association was episode 1880. And when you have a certain energy, you are associating yourself with that energy. That's why the law of association, and the law of attraction are actually related to each other. So the more reasons you give yourself to focus on accomplishment and success and winning and positive things and outcomes you want in life, the more of those things that will actually show up in your life not only because you're going to be doing things, but also because you're going to start noticing more of the things that you are consciously telling yourself to pay attention to. And understand, when you make this list, there is nothing that is too small or too inconsequential to be an accomplishment. If it's an accomplishment to you, put it on the list. All right, Anything that's an accomplishment to you, put it on the list. Again, read the mental workbook, and I'll explain this in even more detail. And the more you recognize what you might call small accomplishments, quote-unquote, The more that the larger accomplishments will start showing up and the larger your accomplishments will get in life because you recognize the small ones. So, if you can't handle the small opportunity, there's no way you'll ever get to the big opportunity. So, handle the small things that you're doing and you'll start getting to the big things. Why is this? Because, as we all know, whatever you focus on increases. Whatever you pay attention to in life, it grows larger. And whatever you ignore, it shrinks away and it atrophies. So, you focus on your accomplishments, you're gonna get more of them and they will get bigger you ignore your accomplishments, you will get fewer of them, and they will get smaller. And you must choose one or the other. You can't be on the fence in this, with this. You have to be on one side or the other. It is your choice, however. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to combat self-doubt. Number two, stop feeding your doubt with its favorite foods. You don't know what the favorite foods of doubt are. I'll tell you what they are. It's only two things, time and attention. When you are feeling self-doubt and you give time to that self-doubt, and you marinate on it, and you keep thinking about it and looking at it from every angle, you will create more doubt in your mind. There's a tennis player named Naomi Osaka, where she had made a point, I believe this was this was around the summer of 2021, where she had announced, unbeknownst to organizers of an event she was about to play at, that she was not going to speak to reporters, even though speaking to reporters is a huge part of the industry and the business of professional tennis. This didn't go over well. This didn't end up working out for her, when she tried to do this. But anyway, the point is, the reason I'm bringing this up is one of the things that she said when she announced that she wasn't going to talk to reporters was that sometimes reporters ask questions that lead to the player being her feeling doubtful about themselves. Because a reporter might ask a question about a mistake that the player made or a match that they lost a long time ago or something, some injury that might keep them from playing well. And while the reporter is just doing their job and asking critical questions was exactly what a reporter is supposed to do. I told you about how a lot of reporters actually stopped doing that in episode 2016. I told you why journalism is dying because reporters don't want to ask critical questions of people anymore because they're afraid of being attacked on social media for doing so. But Naomi Osaka, apparently, according to her and tennis, these critical questions are still being asked. And she says she didn't want to talk to reporters anymore because they were asking these critical questions. So go figure. It's a perfect woke recipe. And that's a whole different conversation for a different day. But anyway, the point is when you give time to thinking about the things that put doubt in your mind, you actually make that doubt bigger. So she was directionally, Mrs. Osaka, Ms. Osaka actually had the right idea. She didn't want to have her brain focusing on things that planted doubt in her mind. Now, with a little bit of mental toughness, which I could help her with, Ms. Osaka could easily take those questions and hear them, but not listen to them. In other words, let them hit the surface of her mind enough that she could respond to them, but not go deep enough into her psyche that she would start marinating on him. So this is more of an internal thing. has nothing to do with the questions that the reporter asks. Anybody could say anything towards you. doesn't mean you had to allow it to seep into your psyche and into your mindset. But again, different topic for a different time. And anybody knows Naomi out there, tell her to reach out to me. I could help her out with all of that if she's still having trouble with it. Who knows? Maybe. And look, maybe that wasn't even her problem. Maybe she would just use that as a pretext and as an excuse. Who knows? The whole point is the number one thing that fear and doubt feed on is time and Hesitation that you give it to get bigger. When you give time to your doubts, when you give hesitation to your doubt, they just get bigger, they get stronger, and they just grow in your mind. Because whenever you're feeling self doubt, when you're second guessing yourself, when you're feeling hesitant about anything, and you sit and marinate on it, here's what happens your brain, anybody who works for you, any of you has a team, you have a staff, you have an assistant, understanding your human brain is the best personal assistant you will ever have. Everyone who's listening to this, even if you don't have staff, maybe you are somebody's staff member. Your brain is the best personal assistant you could ever have. And the good thing is you don't have to pay them money. It, you don't have to pay it money, but you do pay for your personal assistant with your life because your brain is controlling your actions, controlling your thoughts, your words, your energies, your emotions, your responses. And it is all reflected in what your life looks like right now. So you do have a personal assistant, every single one of us. Human brain, whatever you consciously think about, here's what it's going to do. It will simply provide you with more material that supports the energies, the ideas and the thoughts that you are already focused on. That's what the human brain does. I'm going to say it again. I want to make sure you heard it. The human brain will provide you with more supporting evidence of any, doesn't matter what it is. Any idea, any energy, any thought, any word, the brain will just give you more reasons to believe what you are already telling yourself. This is why words matter. This is why the way that you think matters. This is why the things that you listen to, the things that you read, the things that you watch, this is why they matter. Because your brain is going to provide you with more information to support anything that you allow through, anything. So if you allow your brain time to marinate on self-doubt, and on second-guessing yourself, and on questioning yourself, and on telling yourself why you are unworthy of a certain achievement, all your brain is going to do is give you, is going to provide you historical reasons from your own life to support that thought. Now, here's the challenge with your best personal assistant being your brain, as opposed to a human being being your assistant. If you have a really good assistant that's a human being, and you're doing something that's self-destructive, a good assistant might stop you from doing that. And they might say, hey, boss, maybe you don't want to do that. How about we do something different and maybe try to head you off at the pass, keep you from going too far in the wrong direction. But your brain, even though it's a very good assistant, understand it does not have the ability to rationalize for you. So if you start thinking some negative things about yourself and doubting yourself, your brain is not going to try to stop you. It's not going to try to stop you from rolling downhill. It's going to help you go further and faster down that hill this is the shit sandwich that comes with your brain being your best personal assistant is that it's not going to try to stop you when you're doing something dumb. Whereas a human being might try to stop you. So when you get focused on self-doubt, your brain is going to give you more reasons to doubt yourself. When you are fearful, your brain is going to give you more reason to be fearful. So with all of this being said, here's the reverse psychology of this point. The next time you are feeling fear or self-doubt or both, Understand that these are not indications of things that you should not do. They are not indications of things you should sit and think about before you do anything, because all that's going to do is make it stronger. I just told you that they are signals that are alarms that tell you what you actually need to do. Next time you're feeling fearful, the next thing you need to do is take action on that very thing that you're afraid of, because that starves the fear of its food. That means the fear can not get bigger it's as the as it's ever going to be. That's why you need to act on it right now. That's the value of fear. That's the value of self doubt. Next time you're feeling self doubt, you need to go take action on that thing that you're doubting so that it can't get bigger and stronger through time. They are all fear and doubt are, are alarm signals going off. It's like the car alarm on your vehicle or the alarm on your phone or a smoke alarm or a fire alarm. It's just letting you know, hey, you need to do something because there's an emergency situation going on right now. So when you do that, you can starve fear and doubt of their favorite food. You starve anything and eventually shrivel up and die. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to combat self doubt. Number three, stop expecting perfection of yourself. One of the things that causes us to doubt in life is that we give a lot of time to a situation because we're thinking about doing something. And then here's what happens we start thinking about how we can't do it perfectly, or how we don't have enough information to do it perfectly, or enough skill, or enough experience, or how we, the last time we did it, it was far from perfect, or how we saw somebody else do it, and they're way more talented than us and they have more resources than us, and they did it not even perfect. So if we're not even half as good as them. We don't have half the skill or talent or resource that they have. How are we going to come anywhere close to perfect? So because we're not going to be perfect with our thing, we keep marinating on and thinking about it, end up doing nothing because we are expecting perfection of ourselves, which is a false expectation simply because no human being is perfect. I have yet to meet that perfect human being. I don't know if any of you have met that person. If they exist, somebody let me know. Stop expecting perfection of yourself because all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. And the failure you're setting yourself up for is the failure of nothingness, because when you expect perfection, knowing that you can't reach it, you're going to think yourself into doing nothing. You're going to think yourself into nothingness. This is what happens. So expecting perfection doesn't mean you're going to try and fail. No, expecting perfection means you're not going to try and then you fail because you didn't try. You end up doubting yourself because you're expecting everything to work perfectly, everything to work out. Problem is, if and when it doesn't work out, you beat yourself up about it. I'll tell you a truth about me as a salesperson. And I sell a lot of different things. uh, Physical goods, digital goods, online services, offline services. I sell a lot of different things. But I make many more offers than I make sales. In other words, I attempt more than I end up having success. I make more sales offers than I make actual sales, period. But here's the thing. I'm all right with that because I don't need every offer to result in a sale. I just need more offers to be out there so that any sale that doesn't happen does not devastate me or my business. So I might have a hundred offers go out today. And when I say a hundred offers, I don't mean a hundred conversations. What I mean is I got a hundred different people come through different sales pages that I have up and running right now and advertising, driving people to. And a hundred of a hundred of those people don't buy anything. They saw the page, They saw everything I had to offer about absolutely nothing. And I had to pay for the traffic of getting those people to my sales pages through advertising. Now, that's not all the people that came through. though. What about another 10 out of that? Let's say another 10 people came through and they all purchased something. What I make from those 10 purchases more than makes up for every dollar that I spent advertising to the 100 and then buy anything. Now, again, I'm just keeping this math very simple so that you can understand it. The point that I'm making is this. I don't need everything that I try to work. I just need the things that do work to more than make up for the things that did not. This is your mentality. Now, why am I urging you to accept this mentality over the mentality of trying to be, quote unquote, perfect? Because perfectionism is a myth for human beings. Maybe it's perfect for a robot, but it's a myth for humans because human beings are flawed mortals. We are all going to die. We all have imperfections. None of us is going to be perfect. You can chase perfectionism in a healthy way, if you like to do that. There are people out there who talk about I'm chasing perfection or athletes I've heard say I'm chasing perfection. Kobe Bryant was a basketball player who would say something like that. I'm always chasing perfection, trying to get a little bit better, just trying to get you know, one 10th of a second faster, trying to jump just a little bit higher, just be a little bit more accurate on my jump shot. Yes, you can chase perfection, but you have to do it in a healthy way. Do it in a healthy way in such a way that though you call yourself chasing perfection, you understand you're never actually going to reach it. Therefore, you're okay with the fact that you didn't. That's a healthy way of chasing perfection. Many of you, though, say you need perfection. And then when you're not getting it, you're given that as a reason to feel bad about yourself or doubt yourself or talk down on yourself or cease action altogether. Don't do that. If that's the end result of your taste of perfection. Stop chasing perfection. I personally don't chase perfection. Of course, I want to get better. I'm the guy that says work on your game, but I'm not chasing perfection. I'm not trying to be perfect because I understand logically that it's humanly impossible. Kobe Bryant. Now, as I just mentioned a minute ago, I think we all can agree he was a very good basketball player. Even if you don't play basketball, you know he was good at basketball. That's why you know his name. He's the NBA's all-time leader in missed shot attempts. A lot of people don't know that. Yes, you heard me correctly. Kobe Bryant missed more shots than anybody in the history of the NBA. That's a fact. In other words, he tried more times than anybody else and failed more times than anyone else. If you want to call a missed shot a failure he failed more than anybody in the history of basketball. But he also, again, we all know and can agree, he succeeded a whole damn lot at the same time. Babe Ruth, baseball player, had the most strikeouts of anyone who ever played baseball. But at the same time, he had hit more home runs than anybody, at least at a certain point. When he retired, he had hit more home runs than anybody and had more strikeouts than anybody. More failures, more successes than everybody. Why? Because he tried the most times. The best salesperson out there probably has missed more sales than all the other salespeople out there. In other words, they have tried more times and not succeeded, but because they failed so many times, that's why they succeeded. Those of you who are old enough, I mean, even if you're not, you can look it on YouTube and you can find this. Michael Jordan has a commercial where he talks about failure. He talks about how many times he has missed shots. He talks about how many times he had been trusted to take the game-winning shot and not come through, not made that game-winning shot. And then at the end of that commercial, he says, because of all the times I fail, that's why I succeed. It's the very point that I'm making here. The most successful people are usually the most active in trying to reach success, but that does not mean that everything they try works, but they are willing to try. And that's the point. That's why they become successful, because they are willing to try where many other people just sit on their hands and do absolutely nothing. They don't even try to do anything about the situation that is not working out in their favor. So the question is, what are you doing? How many shots are you attempting as opposed to how many you're making? If you feel like you're not making enough shots, let's first let's back up and let's not even focus on your ability to make shots. Let's focus on how many shots are you actually taking. Sometimes it's your technique and how you're going about it that does need to be fixed. But Sometimes, oftentimes, I would think more often than not, the people that I come across is the fact that you're not trying often enough. It's not that it's something wrong with your approach is that you're not even trying often enough to even learn what might be wrong with your approach. You don't have enough. You don't have enough experience to get a statistically significant number of failures. That we can find some commonalities in them. So you gotta try often enough to know what works and what doesn't work. For example, in online marketing, we usually do this thing called a split test. For those of you who don't know what that is, that means if you go to a landing page or a sales page for any website of mine, if you go to thirddaybook.com right now, if you were to go to that page right now today and look at the first thing you see, the headline on the page, and then tomorrow go to that page again, you might see a different headline. That's a split test where most of the things on the page are the same, except we might change the headlines. That's the first thing that people notice on the page. And the whole point is we have two versions of the exact same page running at the same time. And randomly, we send half the visitors to one version, half the visitors to the other version. The only difference is that headline. And we are looking to find out which headline performs better, i.e., which one gets more people to actually order the book. And what we need, the thing is, in order for us to decide this page is better than this page, page A is better than page B, we need a statistically significant number of visitors to come to the page for us to say, okay, we have enough feedback here that we can make a decision about which one is better than the other. So, for example, if I have five people come to page A and five people come to page B, that's not enough people. No matter what happens on either page, it's not enough people for me to say, okay, I have enough information for me to decide one is better than the other. But if I get 500 people to come to page A and 500 to come to page B, now that's enough people for me to look at that stat and say, okay, now I can judge which one's better than the other. Because usually the gap will get bigger and bigger when there is a difference, and there usually is a difference. The whole point is, are you attempting enough, taking action enough to get a statistically significant result? And usually when you're in action, when you're doing things, when you're making moves, you don't feel self-doubt. You think about that. Usually you feel doubt when you're sitting around doing nothing. Tell me I'm wrong. Let's recap today's class, which is how to combat self-doubt. Biggest threat to your self confidence is your own self talk about what you don't deserve or why you should not be confident. Let's address it. Point number one, make and keep a list of all your accomplishments. As I talked about in the mental workbook, the more you focus on your accomplishments, the more reason you give your brain to recognize them and the more reasons you give yourself to go get more of them. Whatever you focus on, you create. Number two, stop feeding doubt with time and hesitation. The number one and two things that doubt feeds on are these things. Number one thing that fear and doubt want is attention from you. Whenever you're feeling self-doubt, you're second-guessing yourself, you're feeling fear, that is an indication of what you need to do next, not the thing that you should stop doing. Starve them of their favorite food. Number three, stop expecting perfection of yourself. You doubt yourself because you're expecting everything to work. So if and when it doesn't, you are beating yourself up about something that you knew was inevitable in the first place. In other words, you are self-sabotaging, setting yourself up for failure and then getting mad at yourself for failing, even though that is exactly what you plan to do. I make more offers than I make sales. That's okay, though, because I know that when I make the sales, it'll more to make up for all the offers that didn't work. Kobe Bryant shot and missed more times than anybody ever. Babe Ruth swung and missed more than anybody ever, even though both of them were two of the most successful at what they did. The best salespeople out there probably had missed more sales than everybody else out there has even tried simply because they are more active. They're out there doing the thing. You can't feel doubt and fear when you're actually in action. Usually we feel those feelings when we're sitting around doing nothing thinking about the reason that we feel doubt and fear. And again, what you focus on, you create more of, you just make that very thing bigger. You just got to be willing to try, get out there and get active. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation text every day free of charge straight to your phone. My number 305-384-6894. And you want to be coached by me directly, join my Bulletproof Mastermind program where every week I'm doing a live 90-minute to to two-hour training on mindset, business, strategic topic, taking all questions. We are putting people on hot seats. That means when you are getting all the attention, we're focusing on what are your challenges right now? What do you need to work on? Where are you going? Where are you at? What's not working? What is working? Let's figure out what you're going to do next. Make sure you have a clear strategy. We do that every week on the call. And if you want to work with me one-on-one, it's a different program, Third Day Mastermind. You want to get into my Bulletproof Mindset course, deepest course in existence on having unbreakable mental toughness, your highest possible level of confidence, no more beating yourself up about no personal frustrations you feel when you look in the mirror. All of that, all of those options that I just laid out are all at one place. Work on your game, university.com. That's work on your gameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day.